Johnson. Hey, Andy. How are you doing, man? Good. I'm looking forward to this this second part of of um, career and resilience. Absolutely. So becoming resilient is key for your career prospect. So uh, it it doesn't matter where you are, right? In in your career, if you're starting, if you're halfway through, and for people like us that is heading towards the autumn of our careers. <laughs> you can speak for yourself, mate. Uh, I'm turning the corner and going upwards. Exactly, spring chicken. Uh, and, uh, you know, depending on, I mean, we're always reinventing ourselves. I think the talk with Paul Murphy is amazing because he's discovering his new passion now, right? You know, exactly. if, you, if you haven't checked, please do watch the talk with Paul Murphy. And also, I think Claire Backhouse, uh, because uh, she talks about where she comes from, history ended up in nutrition, correct? Correct. So, yeah. So, so we often, it's not about only career, it's probably sometimes it re reduce a lot of, of our lives because it's our life journey, isn't it? It's, it's we're always reinventing ourselves and refining and finding, refining who we are and finding new passion, new and old passions, correct? So, both Paul and Claire are, are prime examples of, of um, career changes that have almost 90 degrees to what where they are now and that's important to realize you know so Paul as as you if you look when you when you look in onto his story you you will see a, a railway man who is um turned into a musician and now in the in the last uh six months maybe his, his artistic his painting talents have, has been like wow and where did all of this come from? And similarly with Claire, so Claire, like you say, we started off um, in academia, looking at um, history and literature and has transformed herself and shown a lot of what it is to be resilient in, in a career part. So, and they're at different ages as well. So Claire's a little bit younger than Paul. Paul's a little bit younger than, than I am. So there's the whole spectrum of, of age, type of person, experiences. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. So guys, if you haven't checked uh, those episodes, and please do check the episodes with Claire Backhouse and Paul. And there's more coming on Momentum Talks. And I'm really following and exciting. So subscribe, like, share, uh, comment what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, just like you know, come with us and help us to build this resilient community that we're building with Momentum Resilient Life. And uh, I mean, it's, it's very good. It, it touches every area and aspect of life. And we were just talking uh, moments ago uh, how resilience is all about the future, isn't it? You become resilient because we don't know what's coming ahead of us, you know, and we don't know how life is going to be like. And we just have the reference and the frame of our past and that's why we sometimes have to go for a psychologist and we get some uh, professional help. We, we support us in our mental health issues or trauma. There's so many great stuff. But when you talk about resilience, you talk about resilience because of your future. Because how strong and you have to be to face those things that you don't know. And how can you bounce back from any challenge and any situation that you might encounter? And if there is one area of life that we need that is our career or our work or our profession because we spend most of our times actually working correct 
That's true. Yes. Um, and that that's to realize that that this thing that we call work, you know, that that four-letter word is connected to the other four-letter words in our lives: love and hate. And if you're not careful, your work can can either go down the love part or the hate part. And either way you have to do it, you you need to work. We need to work. So the the best way you can prepare yourself to the, for the future is continue to look towards what you love doing, how you get there, all of that good stuff. And it's tied into what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think some of us, uh, we don't realize that two things that we spend most of our time in our lives, either working or sleeping, correct? Well, 16 hours, they say, apart from the eating bit. So those two elements are very key. We already spoke about, we, we talked about sleeping uh, in, in previous episodes, uh, but now we're going to focus about work and career and, and, and profession. And our work is also shaped by our network. So how important it is our network and how you cultivate that network is very key for our resilience and building that resilience in our, in, in our lives, correct? So true. So very true. And even the way we we. If you think of network now, what does that mean at this particular point in time is, is a really big question. And then how do you then cultivate? So cultivate, if you think of it in terms of, of nature, it's like that, that concept of you need to prepare the ground, you need to sow some seeds, you need to water it, you need a bit of patience along the way mm. before something develops. And it, that, that concept, that framework, I think, is a really valuable uh, metaphor for how we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, absolutely, absolutely. I think most of the times, I, I don't know about you, but I, I get a little um, impatient for results. I think, mm. why isn't this happening quickly? And some things you can do quickly, you know, you you. you you get a project going, etc. I think most of us are somehow, you know, we, we have that Im- immediacy bug now in our lives. Correct. And this is this is where you need to be able to step back and look at the framework of, of what it means to have a network. Mm-hmm. How are you preparing the ground? And so what's that mean? How do you prepare it? What's that mean? There's so many um, platforms nowadays that, that one can use to, to try and connect. And, and the network's not fixed. It, cha- it moves and changes depending on how you're going and what's exactly. happening in your life any any given time. But I want to particularly explore something with you now that is clo- it's called Class 87. Can you explain us Class 87? Oh, what is that for you? Class a- the Class of 87 actually was the class that I graduated in medical school from. Mm-hmm. So it was a while back, put it that way. And so the, I have a WhatsApp group. I have a network of friends, um, people who are historically, you know, you spend years and years with. And I look at that and I think, well, what's the function of that network? The function of that network is is primarily friendship. Um, it's about 
dissociating information based on on medical matters maybe so we might talk about uh, certainly mentioning covid at, at the moment but it's also about encouraging each other to to keep going it, it's light-hearted it's humorous and sometimes somebody might ask a, a question so i have a friend who's um a, a, a gastric surgeon and i say well you know i have somebody else that i know who has this problem with, with they've got stomach problems what do you think where do i go with that and so you can see how a, a historical network is is able to answer specific questions based on the people that are in it mm-hmm. and so that that that's one piece of it isn't it and how and, how how is that developing how does that network develop across the years and the changes in in media and internet environment how does it change for you so this started for me personally when we had a class reunion and i hadn't been in contact with these um people for years and years and years and so we 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 came together physically we had, we had a reunion and out of that physical space we created a, a virtual space for the community mm-hmm. and it's grown at that point and i think that that's you know it's kind of like the principles that are involved is that you you have to keep the physical bit going so it's 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 like everything else nowadays it's hybrid mm-hmm. there's a physical space and there's a there's a connecting piece which is mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. but relationships are also time bound right i mean there's just yep x yep. amount of hours that you can actually devote to some of these networking correct so this is this is the important thing because if if i was to spend all my time on a particular network and i'm sure most of the people listening to us are exactly the same they they would think well do you know how many whatsapp groups i'm on or do mm. you know how many um linkedin groups i'm on how do you manage all of these things becomes a huge question mark for us all so these these relationships they are both spatial and and uh, there are spatial and time boundaries right because it 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 you need to, it it needs a frame of reference and a place where it happens but also a, a space and place but also time yes and and that is the demand that we have i feel i don't know but some of you that might be listening to us sometimes i feel overstretched with these networks yes that's true and you know so- can, can you can you help us to analyze also to come to terms with the steps that we have to make sure that we not go to the extreme of uh, a mental health problems because we we start i mean for me it was very easy to say i have to be uh, probably years ago when i was like younger and a young entrepreneur i i had to be in every night of the week i had to be part in a different network because I, i thought that that was the only way that i could probably uh, uh win in life you know the more people you know and you know the 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 quote the, your net your net worth is determined by your network right i think it was like yeah. i don't know if it's jim rome or or les brown one of those guys yeah 
but uh, it's not necessarily entirely true. But also the value that we're seeking right now is not necessarily only the monetary one. So you need to ask the question, what is value and how value is created for me and for my life to yeah. make sure that I achieve freedom, not only monetary and financial freedom, but, but a holistic or, or a complete, a wholesome freedom for me in my decision makings and peace of mind with my loved ones. And that those are important elements, right? Yeah. And I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. So where like you say, historically, you have spent ages and ages just trolling from one page to the other or putting up content. And we've talked already about being a publisher in the last um, episode where you need to be mm -hmm. a publisher. Without a doubt, you need to be a publisher. Exactly. But the, the flip side of that is, is being true to who you are, being sharp in, in your personal branding of, of what you represent, what your key interests are, etc. Um, we've talked about curiosity in it. So just to take it out of that space and say, right, okay, the next piece I, I've got from, um, I think it was Hal Elroyd in his book, um, um, The Magical Morning, is that the one? Do you, do you know that book? Mm, it doesn't come to mind now. What's the name again? It is, it's Magic Morning. I, I may have, okay. I remember the author, but I don't remember the title too well. But basically, it's it's about the rituals that we do regularly. Mm -hmm. I, I have read another morning book about rituals, but I don't think that one's that one. That's the one. Yeah. And so that that is the discipline of doing whatever you do to say, um, what, you know, whether it be brushing your teeth or looking at networking in a digital space that mm -hmm. a lot of people do it where they say right i would i would look at my emails twice a day okay and that in the same way you can say right well I, i'm focusing half an hour a day mm -hmm. on on the digital space and in that half an hour of the day or the hour of the day i am looking at where the, the next lens of that is what is what are my interests? Who who's in the same space or adjacent space that I'm connecting to? Because we we can't connect to too many people. It's mm -hmm. simply that that problem, isn't it? Exactly. So it, it does take some discipline. It it does it does. But um, let's look at now. I mean, where we are today, where all of us are, and and now how are we going to move into the future? Because the big question is for career development and resilience is, as we mentioned in the beginning, is where are we going with all that? We have the development of AI. There's a lot of threats and people saying that the AI will take our work. And there is a pandemic uh, just hit us very hard. And many companies, there is, there is a global economy that is uh, artificially inflated, as we all know. It's just a bubble. Um, it's being artificially kept. Uh, by the banking system, we don't know how long does it go. So there's so many, you know, you know, the, the U.S. pulling out your troops from, air, air, you know, creating that void all over the world, increasing regional conflicts. Uh, there are trade barriers. There are a lot of po politics behind uh, um, decisions now in terms of traveling. 
So with all that in mind, all those questions are where are we going with our careers? Where will the career be in, in, in five, 10, 20 years time? And, and those are huge questions. Exactly. No, absolutely. Um, I have here, I can share with you here just briefly, like um, if you look at, for example, some of these companies, like here we have um, uh, McKenzie. So a, a lot of these top companies now are asking the same question, you know. So the pandemic accelerated existing trends in remote work, e-commerce and automation with up to 25% more workers than previously estimated potentially needing to switch occupations. You know, changes is one of the most stressful thing in life. Yeah. How one keep resilient if you have to keep switching or switch occupation? So that's interesting. Uh, again, uh, the future of work here with uh, a Deloitte, new, new uh, era of work from survive to thrive. So the future of uh, the work. So by shifting the way we think about work, focusing on reactating work as a flow. And we talk about flow here, right? Yes. And using technology to elevate human capabilities. But also there is a there is that challenge of who is using who. I mean, you know, is technology using us or we are using technology? So B, BCG Group, again, the future of work. And then you have here uh, the World Economic Forum talk about mental health focus. 50% of employees reported an increase in the use of available company resources yes. related to mental health. So all these organizations, and my, my point here is not to advocate these organizations. Uh, we are not advocating what they're saying. Uh, I, I believe the important point, my, my, my point here is to say that everywhere you look at right now, people are asking the same question. What is the future of work? Huge questions, huge. And so uh, just, just to point people back to the last couple of episodes we did on, on stress and stress and work, uh, are highly relevant. So while, while we're searching for the answers, we need to make sure that our, we are mentally um, in the best place to find the answer. And that comes back to uh, resetting your sympathetic parasympathetic system so that you're not in a place where it's living in, as we describe it, the panic zone all the time. Is being able to 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 influence the, your own mental space as you start and continue to to explore what the future of work is. So that's important to check out as well. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And then we get to the point that the question about active or passive career management. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Can you can you can you open up a little bit for to us that point? So. It, it comes back to, um, you know, there, there's the old um, cartoon that, that, that years and years ago of the ostrich with, with the head in the sand mm -hmm. on the beach. And mm -hmm. sometimes when we feel like it's everything's overwhelming, you know what? I'll just put my head in the sand and just wait on it to go past. The, the problem is you do that, you'll end up like... like um, like the horse-drawn cart. If you're waiting on this, this newfangled car thing to go past, mm -hmm. it won't. So you need to be able to, to get that outlook again and start looking to see, start what, what is the future that we're looking at? And, and to actively manage it is, is to then reflect on regularly 
what are my strengths? Mm -hmm. How are my strengths and what, what development opportunities am I seeing in front of me? Mm-hmm. Not, not the challenges, because everybody, anybody can see problems. But if you, if you can reset your mind and to look for the opportunities and then look backwards, reflect on what are the past experiences I've had, mm-hmm. what have I stopped doing that, that may be relevant in light of, you know, in light of AI, or it may be, so what is my current role? Mm-hmm. And how is that going to, so there's a lot of reflective piece going on here. And that, the, the first thing to say, or the, the important thing to say is that it, it needs to be regular. It needs to be a bit like an MOT in your car, where it is a regular thing. It, it needs to be put down in your, your calendar, needs to be put down in, on your Slack, on your Trello, whatever it is, that that this thing must happen. It's, I think it, it come, what comes to mind is what Jim Rohn said once, work more on yourself than on your job, right? Yeah. Keep working on yourself. Yes. Because only as you do that can you see how you fit into the future. It's the value that it brings from being who you are and understanding who you are and understanding how you bring that value and how you can uh, improve those uh, processes in your life. So it's, 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 it's coming back to these guys, what we just mentioned is how they saw the opportunities and they saw that their lives were going in a different direction. And they were, the, the flow that we just read with briefly with, with um, uh, Deloitte, this flow of you know, understanding that nothing is fixed. You know, one thing that is important to know is that my, our parents would work for 20, 30, 40 years in the same place. That has changed. Well, yes, in, in the same career that has changed. So you won't you won't see the generation three three generations of bakers, for example, or or farmers. Those things have long gone and they're shifting so quickly. So that mental flexibility, that that regularly updating your skills, not not making use of opportunities to to engage in webinars. More and more, all of and, those- and and seeing yourself also as a brand because that's the value that you bring. You know that brand value that what, who you are and how you bring that whatever you are, you bring that value and you build that brand and the brand value for from who who you are. Correct, your personal brand. Yeah, and I guess I think you you I in 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 the past lectured about personal branding to people. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so we, yes, I did. I did quite, quite a bit. Uh, part of the, the in, entrepreneurial development of an individual, they need to understand, as I said, not only working in your business, but you're working in yourself. Yes. When someone is going to invest money, they, they're going to buy not only your business, but who you are yeah. as an individual. They, they're going to look at who you are as a person, uh, or it could be you as a director, as an entrepreneur, but it could be you as a professional as an expert, as a specialist, it's not about what you say, but how you say, how you present yourself and your whole life, your story. They, they buy your story, they buy what comes with you. Yes, and I think that's, that's true. So in, in the sense of um, you need to be realistic in, in your branding. Mm-hmm. I, I think 
So some of the questions I think are really important because we all can fool ourselves. Oh, I'm the best. I'm, I'm the best cook ever. Well, you got to be joking. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the best, you know, um, tech guy. So you need to be able to have some way of, of sifting your own kind of um, where you could fool yourself. And I think some of the questions I've heard people ask and use, you say, well, tell me about motivation or what characteristics have others complimented you on? Mm-hmm. What projects have you had to have people helping you regularly? Yes. And that, that tells you a lot because if, if you know what, you need a lot of help all the time to, to, to project manage. Well, suggestion would be, well, you know what, maybe you're not destined or, or meant to be a project manager mm-hmm. or which roles drain your energy mm-hmm. or which projects could you spend hours on without feeling overwhelmed or tired. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, coming back to this piece of branding is that you need to ask people to be the mirrors. You need to ask your friends, your family, the people you work with, um, all these different facets of who you are and how best you can brand them. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Uh, and um, also the tools that you're going to use to build that brand and being consistent. Then the message, the content has to be consistent. And, and two words I really like. One is uh, con- con- congruence and the other one is consistency. Yeah. You have to be congruent. Your values, who you are, your story has to align. And people can pick it up very easily if you're not. And consistency, keep showing up, keep coming up, you know, and, and be very empathetic uh, with those people around you, you know, transparent, empathetic. So that is very important for you to build a solid personal brand and understanding how the, the tools work and, and learn how these tools work today, but also being careful not to overdo it. You know, I have done it in the past. I have a book here that I show you in the beginning and I really recommend for anybody who hasn't read it yet. It's called uh, Deep Work from Carl Newport. Rules for Focus, Success in a Distracted World. I mean, world, it's distractions everywhere. Everything is pulling, you know, not, it's, it, having an Instagram account is not necessarily the recipe for success. You know, you have to put the hours and you have to write, you have to research, you have to come up with different solutions. So it's not all, always about being online. Having time offline also is very important. Having time in nature. So that's where we link as we get towards the end of the Resilience Life, the Resilient Life Playbook uh, series is linking back to the beginning, to nature. You know, when we start this journey, the whole resilient uh, journey, your career is linked to everything you do outside your career also, to your life, your nutrition, your fitness, yeah. how you choose to spend a life, how you how and when you switch off yes and don't overload uh and that is very important i think he's written a new book about living a a minimalistic digital life which i haven't read yet but i really want to go and have a look but those things are very important Uh, the time off is also the time that you build your resilience you you restrength you 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 refine who you are and you reconnect to your own inner being correct Definitely, without a doubt, that, that being able to rest 
rest and digest as opposed to fight and flight. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. So it's not everything goes around career. So everything that goes outside career also influences career and professional development and everything else in the life. It's, it's the, the key thing is looking at the individual as a whole being. Yes. Instead of uh, compartmentalizing the life in different spheres. And, and I think what um, I've seen you do, certainly, is, is you reached out into different um, sectors. Um, people who you um, aspire to work with or industry leaders that you think, wow, I'd like to know more about how this guys or these companies are, are doing nutritics, for example. And I know you reach out to people like that. Mm-hmm. So that that's so important to 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 continue to reach out mm-hmm. to areas that you're not necessarily the the, the expert on, mm-hmm. but but check for information. Continue to ask the questions. And, and helping and also how is that helping to fill the dots right everything is connected everything so something connected. that you learn you know archery might make you a better speaker i don't know but in mind yeah just start digging in and how things connect hugging a tree might making you you know better person at the workplace in terms of paying attention to people say to you so everything in life is connected you know so now I'm into mushroom and kombucha tree. Let's see how it's going to happen in the next episode when we start talking well, more. I, like... I can well imagine you um, being the next kombucha king. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> After being in Slovenia, I've learned quite a lot. I've got uh, my colony you now here, and yeah. I'm looking at like some new species of mushrooms, not magic ones, normal ones. I'm not, yeah. not going up, down the road. But, yeah. you know... Uh, there's one that I'm looking at now uh, in my homeland in Brazil called Cogumelo do Sol or a Mushroom of the Sun and how that affects your health and how it improves your health in, in different areas. So there's always something you can learn. There's always something that you can become a better person or you can actually improve your health, your, your mind, your attention, your empathy. And that eventually is going to affect your career and personal, professional development. You're going to become becoming a better person. It's impossible to become a better person and not becoming a better professional somehow because you want to give the best that you have, whatever you are. Yes, for sure. So that that's so important when you, so you're touching on servant leadership there. Exactly. Where it is with that sense of, I am better and I'm looking for ways in which I can serve people better. And mm-hmm. with, with that, that sort of attitude, you can create your own niche in, like you say, in this particular type of mushroom that's found in Brazil. Well, who knows if in some way in the future, um, Tree of Life, which I think you're involved with in, in, in terms of sales, um, will, will be, could be something that you could be doing as a product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking, we're looking on the, we don't, we don't talk much about the commercial side here, uh, but um, be, for, 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 for reasons we're still developing some of the products that we're developing now yeah. uh, and looking at immunity because that is something that is really important to both of us, immunity and longevity and looking at some of these products, the way we are studying them, that how can we bring them this product to the marketplace because we know moving forward, we don't know. It might be there's another virus around the corner. We don't know what's going to happen. 
and he's so and and I'm I'm so passionate that I I believe fervently and I'm a believer that whichever we have to support our lives is in nature. Yes. No, we can find in the planet. The resources that we need is in us and is in the planet. And we need to discover it within ourselves and in nature and around us. It's out there. We, the, the answers to the questions out there. We just need to reach out. I don't like the fact that some people think that we are more important as a human beings than the planet or we are more intelligent. I think the, the, the higher consciousness that we, we have and the life that we have in nature can teach us and that's where it goes back to First Nations and, and, and also Natives. And then we have in, in North America and South America and have all over the world, uh, in Asia, those people, they really had that relationship going with nature. They knew how to live their lives in a, in a way, and they can teach us still a lot. Sure, without a doubt, you know, that uh, you can't have career resilience without resilience in nature. And it is not either or. It is mm -hmm. mm -hmm. No, absolutely. So, Johnson, great talking to you. It's been great. Uh, and we might come back and have a debriefing on all the episodes that we had. Uh, I'm working on the book. I'm working on the draft of the book now. Uh, what all this research. And I'm so looking forward to be able to bring to the community what we've been researching uh, uh, in, in the past four or five months. And, you know, it's been super exciting. And also now, like, welcome all these new guys coming to the program, coming to the Momentum Talks and seeing where we're going with the journey. So if you haven't yet, please do subscribe. Help us to build the Momentum community, this resilience uh, community that we're building with you, for you, and uh, together. Okay, thank you very much. We'll be together soon. Take care. Bye for now. Cheers. <laughs>